Hello dear listeners, this is Reverse Reset Restore, the space where we explore the incredible potential we each hold within ourselves for creating new ways of living and being. I'm Sally and I'm crafting a life filled with purpose, passion and profound self-awareness. Sounds like something you want to do? Yay! Come along with me, change comes from within. Welcome back to another episode of Reverse Reset Restore. We've been working our way through 31 days of self-care as part of Mental Health Awareness Month, and today is day 24. If this is your first time here, I'm so happy that you found us, and maybe, just maybe, the reason you found us today is because this episode is meant for you. Or maybe you've got some particular insight about today's topic that you'll be kind enough to share with me over on the Reverse Reset Restore Facebook or Instagram pages. As this series is part of Mental Health Awareness Month, I feel today's topic is an invaluable one. In fact, I wish it was something they would offer in school curriculums alongside a lot more practical ways of how to adult. I think the world would be a better place if we didn't shy away from some of the necessities in functioning as decent human beings, but I digress. We're going to talk about not being okay, about mental health and suffering. And this may not be something that makes you feel very comfortable. Holding a difficult conversation with someone about anything is something most of us are willing to avoid at all costs. Whether it's because we've been taught to avoid conflict, because we are afraid of the fallout, or we don't like the feelings that get stirred up when we have to have a tough conversation. It's not a source of inspiration for most of us. And even those of us who enjoy some hostile banter might be pressed to ask ourselves why exactly. What is so deeply rooted in you that drives you to seek out conflict? Something to ponder perhaps. Having difficult conversations about mental health and self-care can be important and challenging at the same time. Here are some steps that you can take to approach these conversations effectively and make yourself a safe person for someone to disclose to. Firstly, choose the right time and place. Find a comfortable and private setting where both of you can have an open and uninterrupted conversation. Ensure that there is enough time available to explore the topic thoroughly without rushing. Secondly, prepare yourself. Before initiating the conversation, educate yourself about the specific mental health or self-care issue you want to discuss. This will help you provide accurate information and suggestions and demonstrate empathy and understanding. Number three, be empathetic and non-judgmental. Approach the conversation with empathy, understanding and non-judgment. Express your concern for the person's well-being and assure them that you are there to support them rather than criticize or lecture. In fact, avoid the lecture altogether. Often people don't need the lecture or the mansplaining or the obvious remarks. Believe me, they are likely well aware of what is going on in their behaviors or how they feel. In fact, They've likely been punishing themselves with their thoughts and actions. Empathy, kindness and love is the best gift you can offer right now. 
If you are wanting to address your concerns about this person and or their behaviours, remember to use I statements. When sharing your thoughts or concerns, use I statements to express your own feelings and experiences instead of making assumptions or accusing the other person. This can help create a safe and non-threatening environment for open communication. Number five, listen actively. Give the person your undivided attention and actively listen to what they have to say. Show empathy by validating their feelings and experiences without interrupting or rushing to offer solutions. Number six, ask open-ended questions. Encourage the person to open up by using open-ended questions that require more than just a yes or no response. This can help them feel heard and understood and can lead to a deeper conversation and exploration of the issue. Number seven, offer resources and support. Share relevant resources such as websites, helplines, support groups that can provide additional information or professional help. Offer your support and willingness to help them find appropriate assistance if needed. Remember that unless you are a professional, you're not there to solve the problem, but you can provide some support for where answers may be able to be found. Number eight, respect their boundaries. Recognize and respect the other person's boundaries and personal choices. Avoid pressuring them to open up or seek help if they're not ready or comfortable doing so. It's okay if they aren't ready or willing or able to have this conversation. In fact, depending on the circumstances, they may not be open to listening to you at all. This can be frustrating, but if you continue to come from a place of love and without bringing in your own morality and judgments into it, just let them know that you'll be there if and when they want help. And then be there if and when they do show up asking for help. It's important to be a person of your word and not just offering lip service. Number nine, follow up. After the conversation, check in on the person periodically to see how they're doing and if they need further support. Let them know that you're there for them as a consistent source of support. I know that life can get really busy and it's easy to forget to follow up. One tip you could utilize to help you is just to schedule it into your calendar. I did this a lot with many of the students I looked after in my previous job. I just made myself a little calendar catch up. With over 2,500 people, there was no way I was going to be able to remember to catch up with everyone organically, especially as time went on. But it was important to me that they knew I treated them as a person worthy of care and respect and not just a number. Remember, it's essential to be patient and understanding and respectful throughout this conversation as mental health and self-care are sensitive topics that may require time and trust to discuss openly. There are also a great number of organizations now that are here to assist people with their mental health and to help people learn how to help the people in their lives who may be going through some tough times. Are You Okay is one such initiative here in Australia and their mission to starting to have the conversations that could change a life. Are You Okay uses four steps to get you started. One, ask, are you okay? Two, listen. Three, encourage action. And four, check in. As you can tell, they match up to the previous tips already mentioned. Are You Okay also have a lot of really helpful resources. I've linked a few of those in the show notes and you can find them on the Reverse Reset Restore Facebook page. 
If you're suffering from mental health issues or struggling with some areas in your life, don't try to soldier on alone. Seek out a trusted friend or get professional help. Almost every area in the world also provides online or telephone services to connect you with immediate help as well. Just know that no matter how low you feel, how dark the skies in your mind may appear, that above those clouds, the sun is always shining. There is always hope and your life is worth fighting through the darkness back into the light. You are amazing and necessary and loved. As someone who has weathered those storms and felt on the brink of being unable to go on, I know what it's like to carry deep-seated pain that feels all-encompassing. I know what it's like to feel lost, to feel not enough, and to feel ready to give up because it's frankly exhausting living in the state of self-hatred and suffering. If you are not okay, If you are struggling, despondent, depressed, grieving, angry, or just plain sad, you are not alone. If you feel like you'd like to chat, I would love to talk to you. Please reach out to me via the Facebook or Insta pages. You can DM me and I will respond. If you think this is a message that can help someone else in your life, please share this episode with them. You could be instrumental in helping bring about change in another person's existence. And that is what makes being here, alive, connected to humanity, so damn special. Holding difficult conversations may not seem like a self-care practice, but it is. Because the ability to connect with someone, especially when it is tough, allows you to foster greater emotional intelligence, build resilience, foster empathy, and remember that we all experience peaks and flows in our lives. You'll not only potentially make a difference in someone else's life, but you're making room in your life to be different as well. And when you're feeling a bit down or discouraged or depressed, you'll be able to remind yourself of some of the ways you can look after yourself by following the tips suggested here. As George Kohlreiser puts it, Mindfulness can create a foundation for emotional bonding that allows you to be fully present and authentic during dialogues or a discussion. A mindful approach to entering difficult conversation keeps both parties out of the heat of emotions and able to explore the needs, wants and interests on both sides. Judgment is suspended and with a strong bond, the mind is able to focus on and look for the mutual benefit of the common goal.